It's time once again for the greatest podcast this side of the Mississippi. Now with Les Salmonella, the Shufflebox Podcast. Here's your hosts, Alex Big Dog Vallejos and Hugh Hefner Marcelo Crow. All right, folks. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry. Ouch. <laughs> My ears. Well, you like to turn your headphones up loud. Yeah, I can't hear. Huh? Bag pardon? Bag pardon. I, um, you're talking like you don't like drinking holidays. It's I don't well, like while we're recording. It's St. Patrick's Day. But. Yeah, we're, we're recording on St. Patrick's Day. Um, yeah, just drinking holidays aren't, I, I like holidays that Drinking is not the holiday. I like I like purpose first, but and then drinking. Not no. Well, hold on a fucking second here. Fourth <laughs> Fourth of July, country first, right? And then you go out and you you have your 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 brews and your party and then, maybe. But I mean, it kind of is. A, it's a drinking holiday for sure. Second, secondly, well, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, no I one's mean, going to church to celebrate St. Patrick, and then a, and then going drinking. I like to beat snakes on St. Patrick's Day. I bet you do, pal. <laughs> You're huge Hefner. You're, you know it. You like getting your snake beat and uh, <laughs> you like corned beef as meat. I don't know. Welcome to Shufflebox Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of Irish folks, we're going to be talking about Snatch. I don't know if there's any Irish people in the movie, but. Uh, I mean, uh, Brad Pitt's character. Should be Irish. He was a uh, traveling folk on the land. I don't know what the term for gypsy is without being offensive, but it would it would be from like gypsy to nomad. Because by the end they're nomads, but sorry. I mean, I mean, for a twenty three year old movie, spoilers. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it it didn't come out yesterday, pal. No shit. Okay, sorry, I didn't come out last week. Oh, now you're making sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, we're talking Snatch later. Uh, it's uh, Hugh Chipner's talking about Snatch, folks. That's new. 24 7, baby. Why have, that's actually, why I've got uh, several lawsuits going on. Yeah. Sad part better, of the Hefner better, name is <laughs> all the lawsuits. I was like, better call Frank Azar's daughter. <laughs> Who do you think has the lawsuit? Who do you think's the defendant's lawyers? Uh oh. I um <laughs> so dumb. No, yeah. but yeah, but those are my drinking holidays. Have you have so you heard like not, my, not my style? Have oh. you heard of like the creepy things that Hefner would do with his girlfriends about like he would use baby oil instead of like lube when having sex? Like it, it's really like creepy and just what's, unnerving. Like, okay, I don't what's I, I like. I'm, well, that, that gives, that gives a rash. Like, to oh, does what, it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. You okay. can't just use any liquid. That is a like. <laughs> hey, got a vodka bottle right here. No, like, uh, yeah, he would do that constantly, and it would just like, it would inflame the the women so much down there that it would just be like, they'd get rashes and shit. And he liked doing it. He would. Be, oh, you sneaky dog! You got one by me. It's like no man, you're tearing up these girls' vagina literally. Gross. Like not in that, not in the. You go, you. You're like you're a gross old man. <laughs> I remember like growing up, and like before, like the Me Too, before everyone started speaking out and stuff. Um, I remember like listening to documentaries about Playboy and like how it was born, 
because that's all there was on like the E channel. It, it was just reality oh, shows. Yeah. And yeah, it was wasn't it? The, what was it called? Uh, what, Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door. Yeah. yeah, and they and because Playboy had a stake in there, you turned to, you turned to VH1. And you're like, oh, I'm trying to watch. Uh, there were like actually a couple funny movies from there, and I I think one was like not School Days, but it was something about like it had like Tracy Morgan in it. It was actually funny, but uh, anyways, Hugh Hefner like built this empire, and then I remember like women were talking about how empowering it was for for them to be in Playboy, for them to be nude, and they were talking about how ta- like how tasteful it looked and how empowering the women looked, <laughs> and you're like you try saying that shit with a straight face today, like come on. I don't but know. some of them may have felt that way. Not not, not a majority, obviously, oh yeah. but I'm sure maybe when it started, it might have had that vision. But overall, like, I mean, this guy was in his 80s and was still a bachelor with like three or four different women, which, you, you know, which uh, well, up until he died. Yeah, up until he died. He is dead. So I'm one for one this he week. He's dead. You are one for one this week. You you were one for two last fifty percent from the floor last week. This week one hundred percent. That's all right. You got to go two for two with them free throw shots. We'll we'll see if anything comes. Name up. another dead person. Abraham Lincoln. There you go. Two for two. No, no, no. shooting two from the line. We got to go from this past hundred years, but we'll we'll get there. Like but. yeah, it's just like he's just a gross old guy. Like you know, it's just sad. They all are, man. Yeah, billionaire, billionaire for sure, but also dead. And also a very bad cast. You when you're in that industry, you have to kind of be a bad person, kind of. Yeah, I agree. There's, I mean, I don't. You have to have something shady about you. I don't. I don't know if he's into philanthropy at all. Like, like, I don't think he's known for donating. Sold philanthropy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't necessarily think that he gave it for free. Yeah, you all right over there? I'm fine. fine. I mean, I, I like. I I don't I don't think I don't know if he actually that's a good point. You hold on, like because I'm like, wouldn't you want to try to like, what is it? Um, create a positive stereotype when you're in that type of industry. Maybe, but, but once again, he had so much money at when people are starting to be like, like, oh, like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know because people just saw him as I have a bunch of women and I'm rich, and back in the day, that's all you needed. You know, he didn't need to be like a good person. So he has money and women. This he's a he's doing well, but now it's like, so what are you doing with your money? Are you, are you doing anything good for people? Apparently, he donated to charities. It just says a large number. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Was it all those women that he was abusing? <laughs> so I was gonna say, how many lawsuits is the charity? <laughs> I'm like all those battered women shelters. Like that doesn't count, buddy. It's Kodak was the that's the charities that he you know. <laughs> He kept the film the film industry alive. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, I, I, this is all this is all I'm seeing from just a regular Google search. Just sure. Uh, but anyways, I mean, you know, it's so weird uh, just to talk about like how people can be so not black and white, but just I f- I find it fascinating when you discuss regular people that are like that to where it's like they had a huge impact on society itself, Mm -hmm. but yet you dig into their thing and it's very kind of like muddled. And then you have Mm -hmm. to like choose. You can't fall on just like, well, there's a side of like, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people grew up with them, but uh, doesn't mean he's good. Exactly. So it's, there's some gray area there. 
I'm a fan of one person, and he's a very bad man in the eyes of a majority of people. Kobe Bryant? Nope. <laughs> but Adolf Hitler? No. Did you get that meme I sent you with Adolf Hitler? No. It was like it was like the entire Western world, and it, it was like uh, it was like trying to kill Hitler it was a basketball hoop, and they're all trying to like shoot the ball, and then Michael Jordan comes out of nowhere, and it's Adolf Hitler, and he slams the ball in. <laughs> To the basket that says, kill, that says kills Adolf Hitler <laughs> with his with his tongue out. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> I'll show you later if I remember. But uh, there's it's pretty uh, pretty funny. But speaking of like people that are in that gray area, uh, Sean Connery. I was I was watching uh, James Bond, and uh, oh. there's one where he's in China. I think it's like his last one before he came back. Oh no! Oh, it's great because they age very badly. A little bit, yeah. Okay. And there's a point to where they make it a point in the movie. He's like three to five. It's like about three minutes scene where uh, where Money Penny like throws him a book. It's like, here, James, like here's a book for speaking Japanese. You're going to use you're going to need it. And he's like, don't worry. I took uh, he's like, I took Orient uh, language in the first studies. Uh, it's like when I was at Cambridge, and he throws it back. And, and it's a book that literally says speaking ja- or instant Japanese. And you're like, OK, so we're going to hear John Connery talking Japanese this is going to be hilarious. He goes there. Everybody somehow fucking speaks Spanish in Japan or speaks English in Japan. If you had a role with Spanish, I would be like, whoa, what a twist it, with, uh, with new Japan. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I sorry to like go off on a tangent of a tangent, but uh, new Japan pro wrestling, there's a wrestler named Naito and he, uh, and they, a lot of new Japan always sends their guys to Mexico for, uh, for the uh, sabbaticals, for the they so they could reintroduce yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Naito actually was no is f- very fluent in Spanish as well as uh, Io Shirai of WWE and uh, uh, a few others like who who are with like New Japan or Stardom. Like their their sabbaticals are in Mexico, so they end up joining uh, like Mexican uh, stables and that. They're actually very fluent. Was it say like Kenta too or no? Uh, Kenta, I think as well, and uh, it's great. Apparently, like Io Shirai told. Uh, told in like the there was like a Los Angeles show and she uh she like told uh somebody in Spanish she's like "Cállate cabrón" and everybody's like "Oh my god" like losing their shit. Yeah. And then uh with uh, Naito he was a part of the thing with uh, Andrade or yeah. uh, La Sombra and they used to do like tranquilo and they would say that shit all the time and apparently like a lot of the people in New Japan are actually fluent in Spanish. I was like those are one words or two words each. It's oh not, yeah, that's not necessarily fluent they, to they me. They live there for like I think it has to be like six or seven years because they had their own things and you just got fluent with the language because you were there for so long. You have to be. Exactly. Anyhow, but, what about Sean Connery? Uh, oh, so anyways, Sean Connery goes there. I, I watched, I've watched half of the movie so far because I've been rewatching like all the bonds and because uh, I, I bought a collection off somebody and it's literally all the bonds up until I think uh, Skyfall. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he, uh, Sean Connery, you're just like, I can't wait for him to speak uh, Japanese. This is going to be great. He, he's only said one Japanese word and it, it's the guy's last name, Tanaka. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Cause he's just like, who's this uh, Tanaka? <laughs> like that's it. That's it. He hasn't spoken Japanese once. He's supposed to be uh, fluent in Japanese. And uh, apparently everybody in Japan speaks English. So he's, he's okay. He doesn't have to worry about speaking Japanese. And he took, well, if he took languages of the Orient, it could have been like Korean or Chinese. No, or he said anything. Japanese. Oh. The book oh. she handed him said instant Japanese. And he's like, it's okay. Like I took, uh, he even tells her, he's like, I took languages of the Orient in Cambridge and then throws it back to her. So it's, it's 
supposed to be Japanese. So it's like I got the whole region covered. Exactly. Pretty much. I'm James yeah. Bond. Okay. Pretty much. Hmm. And the and the movie starts with him faking his death. <laughs> You're like, wow, this is crazy. And then he pretends to be. He's like, no, I'm a mild man, a man named Fisher. <laughs> like he's trying to play someone else. He's like, that's James Bond. The fuck out. <laughs> and apparently, like, there's some guy role. <laughs> this movie's so. I don't know how these movies were. Back then, they were amazing, and now they haven't really aged that well for reasons not only with <laughs> the political beliefs and <laughs> how things have like changed in a society, but even like <laughs> even um, to a point of like digit like uh, the way everything was filmed. Because <laughs> there's a point to where like he gets on the rooftop, and I don't know if they're like this fucking guy can't fight. Like let's just zoom out and let's just show how big everything is. Because he like climbs the roof of this like. Um, Wow, where they store all like the boats and and everything like um I don't know. harbor oh. they, like he goes to a harbor where everybody's like everybody at the harbor is trying to kill him so he climbs out the harbor and he he's running from like five or six people behind him he's in a suit the whole time these these guys are coming at him from the front he punches one and two and it's it doesn't look great and then the camera just zooms out and you just see him running from like six or seven guys behind him. Like, they're like, fuck it. This guy can't fight. We're just going to show how big the scene is. And they just they leave it on like a rooftop to where they just look like ants. And they slowly zoom back down to there and then they just cut to him like jumping off the top. <laughs> You're like, what is this? This is, like, this is stupid. When did that one come out? 69. Nice. It was. Uh, or yeah. not so. <laughs> Yeah, because I I watched uh, I started with Doctor No, and then it was from Russia with Love. Um, I think it was Golden Eye, and then Thunder Thunderbolt or Thunderdome. I can't remember. Then it goes to uh, this one. I thought Golden Eye was um or Goldfinger. Goldfinger because yeah, Golden Goldfinger. Eye is, is a Pierce Bronson. Yeah, Goldfinger is the one I'm thinking of. I watched Goldfinger a ton when I was a kid. For for some reason, like that was like in the nineties. I think I I remember like wearing out my grandpa's copy of Goldfinger because that's how much I love that movie growing up. Because that last hour is just so crazy. Like they're they're literally robbing Fort Knox, and Goldfinger's plan is just like we're going to noxious gas everybody in the area for the surrounding mile or two, so that way everybody's knocked out, so we can run in with mask and steal Fort Knox. <laughs> And they're successful until, of course, James Bond catches when and he goes there. And the last hour is just like insane. And you're just like, man, if they ever tried to remake anything, it needs to be it needs to be Goldfinger. OK, because I mean, I, I don't mind remakes as much as people do. I know some people have trouble with remakes, but uh, you're more of a let it lay. Let oh, yeah, it be. If something's popular it's always going to be we're going to beat that dead horse and make money out of it. There's always going to be interpretations, whether it be for love or money. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. Everything is beloved. We always copy everything from everything. I mean, Star Wars and Indiana Jones were riffs of serial parodies in the 20s and stuff like that. So everything's always just built on top of each other. And when it comes to remakes, like I'm okay when it comes to remakes, they just have to be good. Stellar. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta capture this. They gotta capture the same magic. Yeah, and that's tough because you already have something you're building upon, and uh, two remakes which are as good as the original. I would say "Let Me In," which is um, it's a vampire movie, 
and it was a remake of a Swedish film, I think, mm-hmm. um, from like t- the movie came out in like 2016 and it was a remake of the film that came out in 2010 or 2012, I believe, of uh, Let the Right One In. And then the other remake was uh, The Departed. And The Departed is a remake yeah, of a, a movie. Japanese movie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Internal Affairs. Okay. And that's. But, I mean, I know the ending and everything and yeah. some of the stories different, but it's same kind of premise, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, too? In Japan, it's a trilogy because uh, oh. it's internal affairs. The movie they covered in The Departed is actually just the first movie of uh, of internal affairs. Hmm. It's not even like the whole trilogy they covered because apparently it goes on and on. Did you, have you watched those at all or no? I have not. I plan to, but I just have not. Okay. Because if you see Letterboxd, there's just so many movies. And they still want to watch a ton of movies. I'm a fan of that. I got onto that late, but thanks to you, you're like, get the fuck on this, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I really like just like having a list of what I've watched and what I want to watch. And mm. oh yeah, I want to check that one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, still got to see this week. I watched. I think I was telling you I watched sixty five Champions and then Scream Six, which we've discussed a bit. But yeah, I did Scream Six. Um, and for the maybe the first movie we saw together in a couple months, we we saw the new. Uh, Children of the Corn. We're not doing that movie today, but <laughs> oh god, god, talk about going into my top ten worst movies ever. You, you just you want to kill the little girl. It's so dumb. It's it's not even like you hate the little girl. Like you do, but like you you just I think you just want the movie to end the whole time yeah. you're watching it. Not like Paul Blart. This one, Children of the Corn, 2020, that made theaters in 2023. Was way way worse than Paul Blart, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I know we did it last week, and you guys are tired of it. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. but that was the first movie we saw together, and I'm like, I saw the trailer for the movie the day before it was released in theaters, and I'm like, oh, I, mean, I don't know. Do you want to go see this? And you're like, all right, cool. I'm like, we kind of already saw everything else. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll go see this one. Well, it was a Revolution that night, so it was kind of like I wanted to see as much as I could of Revolution, and then we just went to... Uh, we probably should have skipped the movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We, there's Dave and Buster's right next to it. We should have just went to Dave and <laughs> yeah, Buster's. Yeah, but we saw it, and it was bad. Oh, it's... It's it it's very awful. bad. It's nothing like the first one. If you, if you like the one that came out in the early 80s or late 70s just stick with that one yeah and apparently like the the studio that owns the rights or whoever what little indie producer owns it they do it like how sony does to where they have to make they are legally obliged to make however like at least one movie per however many years that way they can keep the rights it was bad yeah and this movie was uh i don't know like it sucks like how bad it was because the guy who directed it, like has made some good stuff. I didn't, he made salt, which I didn't mind salt. That was with like Angelina Jolie where she's some FBI thing. He directed it. Um, he also did, uh, he directed law abiding citizen, uh, Jamie Foxx and, uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, he also did, uh, ultraviolet, which was as a movie. Uh, and I like Mila Jovovich, but uh, boy, ultraviolet was so boring. And I was hyped for that movie. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. I don't recommend it at all. You want to see something worse than Paul Blart. You go see Children of the Corn. I do agree with that. Children of the Corn 2020. I mean, is it technically 2020, right? Yes. Cause it, it was all filmed during COVID and then it released to two screens in, uh, in Florida. 
And then they just held off. They benched it until the big release a couple. Well, when this comes out, it'll be about a month ago. And I'm guarantee you it didn't last probably a week in theaters. So. Oh, yeah. I think it's already gone. Oh, it is. It is. We were one of the lucky five in that theater to see that movie in the on the big screen. Like apparently, it was just so dumb because there was this grass monster that somehow ate, but the uh, the hero, the heroine of the uh, the movie, somehow stabs the grass monster with a shard of glass. I don't ask why. I thought it was a shard. No, it was it was a rusty shovel, a rusty like sickle or something. Yeah, but it was farm equipment. She still stabbed grass, and it got hurt by that, and yeah. dropped them. And there's a fire, and this grass monster doesn't think like I'm gonna run out. Walks over to the girl and is like, I accept my fate. And, <laughs> and died. Yeah, it's like, does he not know grass is everywhere? Like, corn, what is technically. Stupid... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a grass, it's a corn monster. In the tall grass, have you have you seen that movie, In the Tall Grass? No. Maybe we can do that one. Oh, man, there's a fucking, there's a, it's known for one scene. Yeah. You gotta watch that. I think you gotta watch that movie. We, we may maybe do that later on down the road, but it's a... Have you seen uh, As the Wind Blows? That's a depressing movie. <laughs> is it a real movie? It's animated, but it's just these... Oh, I thought, we were, I thought we were just talking about like nature stuff. I was like, no. just making stuff up. I'm no, like, I'm, I'm being as, real. As the sun shines, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> no, like When the Wind Blows is just very sad. It's it's depressing as shit. Like, it, it's, uh, it's a movie about these two old people that survive a, a nuclear bomb going off. Jesus Christ. And then they follow all the government's directions to a T to try and survive. And we're talking stuff like... Happens. Well, they just, no, they just slowly die. Like, that's the movie. Oh, and you're just like, like this is like, just sad. Like, maybe watch it for the podcast. Because the whole thing, we, I mean, we could. <laughs> We're just going to be like, this is, we can't make this funny. Like, the, the movie is just like the nuclear bomb goes off. They're like, no, we need to follow. Like, what are we going to do? We need to follow directions to a T, like our government does. Okay. They're talking about, like, putting beds up to make a triangle against the wall. And, mm-hmm. like, that's their protection from the radiation. And like that's where they sleep, and they just slowly die of radiation poisoning. Holy shit! It's it's sad. Yeah, it's like uh, oh god, I think it's like where the fireflies. Uh, uh, gra- no, gra- grave of the grave of the fireflies, which is just pretty much the same movie, but with a young boy and his uh, sister. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I just I watch some depressing stuff for some reason. I just don't like living. I guess. <laughs> I want to watch one. I read the book. Well, listen to the book or whatever. But um, Cormac McCarthy is like my favorite author. Oh, yeah. The Road, right? Yeah. The Road. I haven't seen. I, I read. I listened to The Road. Um, I know it's a movie with Viggo Mortensen. I liked it. I remember really liking it. Who's also in the worst movie of all time. But I haven't seen that one. So I want to. I do want to watch that. What's one. the movie? The worst movie of all time. Crimes of the Future. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah, we will. I know I mentioned it every fucking podcast we've done, but we'll do it eventually. I'm thinking we do that right before June, uh, Jim Belushi month or June Belushi month. I we just got to find someone who like legitimately likes it or will defend it. That's the problem. We got to find someone that wants to actually sit down and fucking watch that movie. (laughs) I have to watch it. I'm so sad that I have to watch (laughs) it again. Maybe that'll be one for Uncle Tony. Oh, uh, (laughs) that is genius, sir. He because he's in the weird. He's I know he's in the weird movies. He'd probably be like. Uh, it's pretty okay. It's all right. <laughs> Kids eat plastic, so I'm like, Jesus Christ. The guy with the ears that's doing the Squidward dance. He'll probably show you his dance moves. We can't. Obviously, we record. It's all. We don't have a video podcast so yet. Good. So it's a probably, good audio joke. He'll probably be doing like, oh, look at this. Take a look at these. And, we're, and we'll be dying. <laughs> but he'll be like, 
That movie's so dumb. It is bad. Lee, where I thought Strangers 2 Pray at Night will do that one too, was a very awful movie. Then maybe we do the Stranger, maybe we do like the whole podcast, just the Strangers, then Strangers 2. We could. We could. It'll just be a double. So then we start good and end bad. Oof. We'll figure it out. But so, I mean, a bunch of movie talk, but the movie, the movie of the hours is going to be Snatch. Yeah, exactly. So we will take a break and we'll uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about we'll it. We'll snatch you up on the way back. Okay. <laughs> we just grabbed you by the snatch and we're talking snatch. <laughs> Whoa, Donald Trump, hold on there. We're talking about the movie from 2000. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> hold on, I can feel something on the, the side. The big dog's barking and I'm talking snatch. And I have the last name Hefner. Kind of. But what the hell is that? I don't know. I just found something belonging to one of the mics. <laughs> oh, I thought, you said, I thought you just found like something in the couch. No, this is supposed to hold like hold one of the mics up. It is. Yeah, it's in the couch. Our studio is fantastic, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. it is. We we appreciate the studio and uh. the time we pay for it. But uh, <laughs> I guess things are falling apart. <laughs> Indeed. Kind of like how well everyone's plan to get this diamond was falling apart in Snatch. Yeah, if for any reason you haven't seen Snatch, which... Uh, 23-year-old movie, by the way. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, we have to... I mean, we have to Oh, and a trigger warning for the use of the word gypsy. I don't know. Is gypsy a slur? Now, I guess. I know you can't say getting gypped. I know, I know that's a slur. Just jip is a slur? Because it's half the it's, word. If I like... Gyp... See, I think it's like, like, I mean, yeah, because if I recall, isn't like gypsy the the thing of people? I, I think it. I mean, they had my big fat gypsy wedding I, like on yeah. TV for years. I, I've heard gypsy's good, but I, you know, that the other part is the is the slur of it. I can look it up as and, we uh, go. But and I was looking up because the difference between gypsy and nomad is just like gypsies have a commune. Uh, nomads are just they have necessarily no home. Is gypsy a bad word? Says Google. Um. Is avoiding the use of the word oh, Romani. Romani? The Romani people. Oh. Uh, what, what makes a person a gypsy? That uh, just gives me like 15th century stuff. But um, it just says, yes. It's rejected by the Romani people. Don't want to call them gypsies anymore. Um, it implies illegality or irregularity of their society. I mean... We know what we know what they mean. Like if you say it, I mean, I guess you can say any slurs. Like we well, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, so it's like I guess you got to change with the times. But I'm not going to call them Romani people because the whole movie they were calling them gypsies. Yeah, well, they were okay. calling them the slur of it. Were they calling them slurs? Oh yeah. Starts with the oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they they use the that's a slur. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, it's a slur. I mean, unless you use that instrument in war, then you can say you were using a pike, of course. <laughs> I'm going to put his hat on. Yes, of course. But you can't say the word referring to the Romani people. Exactly. Also, they used, they, I, I remember Peaky, because I watched Peaky Blinders a few months back. And yeah, because they are Romani. Yeah. So they used <laughs> Gypsy as a slur in the show instead, uh, of, instead of the other word. I mean, they did say. Well, you, you learn something new every day. They did use. Um, the other P word a couple times, but it was mostly Gypsy so, was the slur in the show. So, uh, okay, if we're going to go with Romani, uh, story for not only Snatch, but uh, with uh, Costco, we had Romani people uh, that were coming in. And no, the thing like, is, they were they were stealing razors. 
So they literally had to like take the razors from the thing and hide them in back because they had so many people on camera that were they'd bring in like buggies like that were supposed to be with babies, and then that you hide and no then they were way. still in the yeah. We got it so bad to where it was every Costco was getting hit. Wait, like an actual like, commune of people? Yeah, they were coming in and not they were like, just stealing razors. Not like the uh, financially misfortuned. I don't know how to call hobos hobos anymore. <laughs> but I mean, like they weren't like homeless folks or anything like that. I mean, yeah, they were they were legit Romani people. Like they had the dresses and everything like that. Like you could hmm. tell. Like when you looked, you're just like, yeah, like these people look like they're from a, a commune because like they all it was like a group of 15 or so. And they were all like, why didn't they pay? Because not all gypsies well, we, are thieves or Romani well, people are thieves. Well, we got. Uh, well, the thing is, like that Costco would get those uh, like the Romani people that would come in, as you say, those kind of people. <laughs> but we would also get. Um, oh, God, there's actually a commune. That's up near uh, Netherland, I believed. Mm. And um, the thing is there and they had the big hair and they just wore colorful dresses. They never cut their hair or anything. And we, we looked it up. It was it's a thing ran by one guy to where it's just the women in this commune. Um, like everybody's kind of Amish, but they only use technology when they ne- when they have to. So they do. But, they, do they drive? Yes. So it's just when they have to. Because they're like, our society needs this, so we have to go outside. We have to we have to break the rules just for the time being. Exactly. Gotcha. Like I'm sure that they they have to go out for toilet paper. You know what I mean? I mean, do they? I probably in this one. Anyways, the women would come in, and it would be this one woman who maybe looked our age, was mm-hmm. in her thirties. She had like two daughters with her that mm-hmm. were like in their teenage years. Every Jesus. one of them had like uh, Disney hair of like huge. We're talking like it looked like drawn, like an animator would draw big, fluffy, big, fluffy hair mm-hmm. where if they let it down, dude, that would go to their ankles. Wow. That's how long it was. And the daughters were the same, too. And we looked it up and it was it's a commune started by this one guy. And the whole thing is he. Everybody that's born in it has to marry this guy. And apparently that doesn't sound like, oh, it's, oh, Roma- it's Romani or gypsy, it's not, it's gypsy not, people. No, no, that's what I'm saying. This wasn't Romani. I'm just saying these are the type of people that we'd get to this one. Oh, OK. And they have to wear these colorful dresses. They are not allowed to cut their hair ever, because apparently if you cut every hair on your head is supposedly like a strand of gods. So if you cut your hair, you're cutting your uh, pathway to God off. Hmm. So you're not allowed to cut it, but they have it to wear. Even when it's bunched up, it's long as shit. Like we're talking already to the middle of their back mm-hmm. when it's like tied up in a way. And they, you know, and they obviously did not use makeup or anything. They had these like bright, colorful dresses like they were in Disney and uh, like Disney princesses. And they would come in like the baby blues, like uh, yellows that are. Just, and you'd be like, I like I know that they're from something. Like, I've seen this before. I've seen it on, like, a documentary about things not good happening before, but it's not like I've seen them. I've seen that actor before in this movie. It's Tom Cruise. Hmm. So they're not, like, gypsy gypsies, but they're, like, kind of. Yeah, like, kind of Amish-ish to where, like, they only I know, use... I know, I know, I know the kind of dresses you're talking about. Yeah, and did I can Did they wear bonnets at all, or? I think it was, yeah. I'm trying to. Let me see if I can find it. But you, wait, so did Costco? Costco didn't keep their razors under like lock and key. I know a lot of places now keep. Well, they, we had to after they found out that they were stealing so many because like every was they were when, hitting every Costco. Was this when you first like started there? Or no, like, this was after a few years. I wonder. I mean, every place I go, you can't buy 
razors or anything without someone unlocking it, unless that just says the unless it's just bad about the area we me and you both live in. <laughs> just all those all our stores keep it under lock. I mean, probably. Uh I am looking to see because like it was on uh like these women were uh it was something that was on like BuzzFeed and I can't I'm trying to see exactly what it was. It sucks because like I can't remember the damn thing except for description. But if I if I find it, I'll let you know. Anyways, that's not part of the thing. We're here for snatch. We are here for snatch. You want to go we, ahead and uh, get the movie started off for us? Oh yeah. So pretty much the this movie is Guy Ritchie's second movie. His first was uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, this movie is just one of my favorites. The other story I had was just I remember like begging my mom to take me to see this because I remember like I would watch the movie reviews and I heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I didn't hear good things. The trailer looked good. And uh, I remember like me and my mom went to see a couple movies that day. So we went into one. And then when we got out, it was like, oh, we have an hour before Snatch starts. And so she snuck me in to they're like, well, let's just go. Let's just go sneak in there now. We could probably watch them both. It was at the end. So we ended up watching the ending first, like the last 30 minutes that we got out. We went and had some food and then we came back and then watched the movie from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. So we snuck into it and like watched the ending and then came back and watched it. Um, but over, and I, I love this movie. Like I really do. It's just, I seriously think that it could have been longer. I, it, this movie seriously could have been like three hours. I think, I, I think if they ever had to, if, if Guy, and I think it would have to be Guy Ritchie making it again. Oh yeah. And I mean, you could redo it probably with everyone from that movie. I don't know if anyone's passed away or dead or not, whatever. I mean, Bricktop died. Did he? I think so. Yeah. Well, that, mm, yeah. Okay. But I mean, Jason Statham just did Operation Fortune, another Guy Ritchie film. I mean, you could you could redo it like it's just a, another like fiasco kind of film. Brad Pitt would probably be down. I don't know if he'd be able to do the the accent again because that threw me off. It was so funny. Yeah. Brad Pitt plays what's his name? Is it uh, Mickey? I was like, is it Mick? I'm like, I didn't want to say Mickey because he had the fucking Irish accent. It was really bad. It, 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 it was good, but it was bad. Like it was perfect for the character. And I I have all my movies with subtitles on just that's how I watch movies. Yeah. But I know there's a part in the movie where I saw Amazon, Amazon subtitles go away. And then the movie subtitles came in, came in where it just said indistinguishable English. <laughs> 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 when they were, when he was talking really fast about negotiating to get a caravan for uh, oh, yeah. his mom or something. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't mean to to break. Yeah. (laughs) I don't mean to break this up. I did find out what uh, Mennonites were who they are. I don't know if well, you can look it up. You can say our Mennonites, people of the road or however you want to. No. Yeah. So the unlike the Amish Mennonites are not prohibited from using motorized vehicles. In addition, are also allowed to use electricity and telephones in their homes. When it comes to beliefs, the Amish and Mennonite faiths are very similar. The differences lie mainly in the outward practice of those beliefs. Mm. So, I mean, they're not technically people of the land, but kind of a same set, set, set in their ways exactly. type of society. Cool. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I found that out and I just wanted to let you know. But um, but no, in this movie, um, yeah, it's uh, what starts off. I love this because it starts off by introducing every character you're going to see in this movie. Yeah, that was great. I, I love that. I love that. It was so fun. Even if they were only in it for two seconds. Yeah. Because what was it? George the Hammer was their boxer. Uh, uh, Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George. And who was uh, Statham's character's name? Uh, Turkish. So 
Is it Turkish? It's Turkish. Oh, it's Turkish. Yeah, because Tur- he he was uh, was named after uh, flight. The, the airline. Yeah. Yeah, because his mom and dad met on an airline that they thought was going to die, and they oh. named their son Turkish. So it was Turkish, and Tommy's his little his yeah. sidekick. Yep. And uh, yeah, they, and the whole so there's two different stories going on. One is just that there's a diamond heist where this guy named Frankie Four Fingers is ripping is uh, stolen diamond from these uh, Jewish people. Uh, who are diamond dealers, if I recall. At yeah, least it's a the Jew- yeah, the Jewish the Jewish group are diamond dealers. Yep. So they go and they um him and a bunch of rabbis who people who are dressed as rabbis uh steal a huge diamond that's worth like millions. Do they shoot do they kill anyone in that office or do they just rob rob the office? No, they just rob it. Okay. Yeah, they didn't kill anyone. They um but they they successfully steal it. Um, and the the Russians who were involved in that heist want to rip off. That's right. Yeah, the Russians who were involved in there want to rip off the um, the Jewish. Yeah, folks, and sorry, the Jewish group. <laughs> they even. I'm sorry, I got this wrong because even in the movie it, it remembers it. It's like, well, it's Uzbekistanian if you want to be correct. <laughs> so the Uzbekistanians want to rip off them the uh, the diamond heist that went wrong, and the diamond heist is for an American who's trying to sell it to an Englishman. And uh, so while that's happening. Then you have the boxing promoter story of Tommy and Turkish who are trying to find their legs as promoters in unlicensed boxing. And uh, they, they use Gorgeous George as their prize fighter. Yep. And he has a fight coming up and he is trying to, the their next step up is essentially almost crime because then they meet Bricktop, who is just like crazy right off the bat. Like he he already like uh, he kills two people right in front of these like huge big boxers. And I love how they set the tone for Bricktop because he's he one guy like ratted the other guy out. Yes. And then the other guy's just like nobody likes a kiss ass. And then he like they strangle him. Well, I thought there was like no one likes a snitch or something. No, yeah, it was something like that. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, because he's like, all right, you're a little tattletale bitch. No yeah. one, no one's gonna like you. Yeah, exactly. And they kill that guy too. He, that, <laughs> he's like, I did good, right, boss? He's like, Yeah, too good. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> And then they show the boxers, and the boxers are like kind of scared, like what the fuck's going on? And, the, like, and then he's, when didn't break up, say, "I didn't tell you guys to stop, did I?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you'll go back to training. And the, that's the thing I love, and I kind of miss about some of the villains in movies today. It's just a lot of them are three dimensional, which I'm fine with. But a lot of the older movies, it was just bad guys that just kept to their laurels of just like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a villain, so I'm going to keep acting bad. Like I don't fucking care. I mean, I think I do miss that. I think a lot of Guy Ritchie's films are like that. Yeah. There's no, I mean, Gentleman's one of my favorite movies of all time. Top three, yeah. it real, it is. And then watching Operation Fortune, um, who's the bad? Oh, I mean, it was the guy that was trying to steal everyone's thunder. Yeah, they ended up doing. Once again, they're I'm trying a, to figure I'm out. I'm a bad guy. For. I'm a bad guy. Like, well, and then an operation. Oh, I think it's Nathan, right? That was yeah, the guy's name. It's like Nathan, and then yeah. Nathan's hacker was like, "Oh, I don't need them. I'm smarter than both of them." He's like, yeah. "Oh, okay," and then kills the hackers, but. Regardless, oh, spoilers for uh, whoops. I guess Operation Fortune's brand new, so but whatever. Yeah. But wasn't Turkish and Tommy weren't they trying to like make it big? This is where we meet Mick, is because they're trying to buy a caravan to travel more instead of staying in the same area. Yeah, so the whole thing is just on a caravan. Uh, it, uh, I mean, for us Americans, it's a trailer, like a yeah. like a pull trailer you put on the back of a truck. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So they, uh, so Turkish sends Tommy and Gorgeous George to go to uh, the a Romani ca- people to. Uh, to buy a caravan from them because he found one that was good. And they set him up with a stinker because as soon as they get the, uh, they pull out the thing, the wheels are off. Yeah. The axle comes off of the V uh, off of the, he's like, well, when I, we told it to you, it was fine. 
And then they gave him, yeah, they, they gave him like, ten, well, they, they gave him ten thousand dollars for this. Yeah, and then he's he's like, "Well, give us back our money." Fuck, do I want a caravan with no wheels for? Kid. <laughs> uh, Brad, so Brad Pitt is there is there like kind of designated leader. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, pretty much he. They, they proposed the fight for well, he's the money back. He's right? not necessarily a leader. He just is their prize he, fighter. He's, well, he's their talking head. Yeah, but we don't know he's their prize fighter yet at that point. But I mean, it's it's already uh, well. Him and his mom did all the talking. So yes, to that small bit that we just had them in. But then right next, right after it, the muscle and gorgeous George goes and uh, he fights Mickey, and then Mickey just straight up pops him once, one punch, and he's done. Like his jaws broke. He kills him. Oh, I thought he killed him. No, he didn't kill him because remember they're playing cards, and he has the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. what I thought too because it made it come off like he uh, gorgeous George was killed. He, yeah, Mickey literally took like 85 punches from Gorgeous George. Yep. Took his shirt off to show the Brad Pitt uh, Fight Club bod. Yep. And then one punched him. Dead. Well, <laughs> complete knockout. Oh, so yeah. They lost the trailer. They lost the money. They lost Gorgeous George as the fighter for Bricktop's fight. Yeah. And now Bricktop is pissed. Exactly. Because Gorgeous George is a fighter that has been known to go down in fights. Yep. And put up a good fight or whatever. So now they got to go with another fighter. Yeah. Then they go and tell Bricktop this, and he's like, "You can't change fighters during a match." And then that's when uh, well, Bricktop yeah. threatens to kill them. No, not this. No, no well, he, he does well, kind, kind of. If, yeah. if they don't find a fighter, he has to kill. He's gonna. Well, he didn't want them to change fighters, and it was just kind of like, "We'll find a fighter." And then Bricktop even says that, like, he's like, "Is it gorgeous, George?" Then you don't have a fucking fighter. And then that's when they go and try and convince Mickey to just like have the guy take his place, and then. Because uh, the whole thing was just with bets and bookies. So yeah, of if there's a fighter change and they know something's going on. Mm-hmm. And then and I know I know from there we go to the um, the pawn shop owner. I don't want to know what his name was. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Doug the head. Doug the head, and then his buddy with the dog. Oh no, uh, no, I'm sorry. You're talking about uh, Saul. Saul. Okay. Saul, yeah, because Doug the Head is the is the Jewish guy who acts with uh Avi. With Avi, yep. Yeah. Cousin Avi. Is Doug the Head from New York or is Avi from, Avi's from New York? Avi's from New York. Doug the, the Head the, is the English guy who, who's gotta buy the diamonds. Exactly. And mm-hmm. he tells the he tells the kids at his thing. He's just like he's like, You wanna stop standing in front of my shop? It's a free country. It's not a free fucking shop now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, fuck off. And he has like the twin daughters. And just yeah. like, we heard you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dad, we heard you. Yeah. I'm just like, you got to do this for blah, blah, blah. Yeah, dad, we heard you. Yeah. I want to see you at my office in five minutes. Yeah, dad, we heard you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so then the whole thing is just that. It keeps transitioning back and forth between this diamond heist and trying to find this diamond and then Turkish and Tommy and yeah. Bricktop story. Exactly. And then uh, something happens to where the uh boris the blade is hired wants to he's the uzbekistani guy yeah he's hired by somebody who wants to steal the diamond from freaky four fingers in the first part and they are um and the whole thing is he wants frankie to go put down a bet um for a bookie for illegal boxing mm-hmm. he as, as a ruse so that way he can hire soul Vinny, and uh tyrone to go and uh, kidnap him. <laughs> Tyrone's the best. Tyrone, oh my god! I'm I'm telling you right now. I'm like I was. He pissed me off so much in oh, this movie. I, I was like, "You fucker!" Yeah. Like <laughs> you are ruining everyone's movie right now. Oh, I know. I'm like, the, once this movie gets good, I'm like, 
oh, this tone is good. I'm like, oh shit, Frankie Four Fingers in the van right behind him. Yeah. Backs up into the fucking van. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. And, and yeah, Saul, Saul and Vinny are the other two guys. Yeah. Like, Saul, um, Vinny has the, the has the bald head. Yeah, he has the dog. Yeah. So it's just like, when you're with them, you're like, you want to root for them. But then outside perspective, when you go outside and yeah. you're like, you're the outsider viewing their story, I'm like, these guys are fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. But, but when you're with them, you're like, everything they're saying and all their plans are like, oh, this shit's this shit's going to work. Like, <laughs> how this their plan is foolproof. Yeah. And then when they execute it, it's like the worst. <laughs> like, yeah. you fuckers, they get locked inside a shop <laughs> waiting for the police. They take their masks off in front of security cameras. Yeah. They say their names. They don't even have yeah. code names. <laughs> hey, you want to stop saying my fucking name? And then when he pulls out the like the shotgun, he's like, is that a fucking anti-aircraft gun? <laughs> it's an anti-aircraft gun. Yeah. It's this huge, like, yeah, it's just big shotgun that huge. like blows walls, like blows through the wall and shit. Um, and, and they're trying to hold up the, the bookie shop and they're like, they can't, yeah, well, they can't, they can't for... the fight. There's new fighters. There's no money here. Yeah. So all like, bets get, are off. It's like, we got coins Like give me everything you got. And then they end up dropping the coins and shit. Oh no, she, no, she takes the shotgun. Doesn't she? Yeah. She steals the shotgun from him because the, like the, the bookie secretary first... takes the shotgun from these guys. <laughs> when she first puts the thing, the blinds up, <laughs> uh, Vinny gets stuck in it. <laughs> Like, and he's just, he's his fucking legs are kicking and he still has the shotgun on her until Saul like blasts a hole through the wall and he's just he's just like you want to set him down and then she takes the gun they're in the shop yeah and then uh, Tyrone just opens the door he's like what's taking you guys so long <laughs> they get the hell out of there oh because he can't parallel park and there's like so much room yeah yeah there's so much room in front of the shop yeah and he's just like it's a tight space and he's like you can fit a jumbo fucking jet in that place. So he backs all the way into uh, Four Fingers' van, <laughs> yeah. knocks Four Fingers out for like an I, hour or whatever I, they're I doing. Love, I love when Tyrone was getting gas, and then he's just like, he's like, so where the, he's like, where the fuck did you find this guy? He's like, he's a getaway driver. The fuck can he get away from? <laughs> he has a hard time getting in the vehicle, out <laughs> of the vehicle. Yeah, and it's not even his car. He's like, I, watch the seats. And then Tyrone, um, Tyrone finds Four Fingers. Yeah. Because they're like, we're looking for a guy with Four Fingers. And then like, after this whole fucking ordeal... They're getting back in the car and they're trying to drive away. And he's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, oh, that's the guy with four fingers in a briefcase. And it's like, I hate that he was the hero in that situation. I'm like, fuck Tyrone. God, there's so much about this fucking movie. And if it sounds like we're scatterbrained all over the place, it's how the movie shot. Obviously, when you watch it, it's oh, yeah. put together way better. But discussing and, it kind of in order. Is, yeah. And then some characters don't even come into like halfway through. Like there's Bullet Tooth Tony. Or they only have a, who, one scene or two. Yeah. And he uh, the whole his whole deal is that he's hired as the heavy to uh, to come in and try and get uh, try and take out Boris, if I recall. Yes. To uh, because they know that he's trying to steal the diamond. And then he was he was going to execute Saul and Vinny, but he ran out of bullets. He's like, it's your lucky day. Yeah. yeah, they shot Tyrone. Tyrone, I think, ends up surviving the whole movie after being shot like five I, times. I think so. Yeah, and getting mauled by a dog. Getting mauled in by a Brick dog. Brick Top's place. Yep. And then, oh uh, yeah, the dog fighting place. Yeah. Yeah, and then I love how. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, should we should we discuss the first fight with uh, Mick and the, Mick as a replacement fighter? Oh yeah. And when, it, when Mickey just doesn't, he just drops him in one blow. Yeah, so like you're gonna go down on the fourth. You're a replacement yeah, fighter, like, yeah, and it. you're gonna get a payday. Yeah, and then bell rings, one punch, and then Tommy and Turkish are like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, 
And then Mickey's celebrating like he just won. A, well, he did just win a fight. Oh, yeah. And then obviously he doesn't understand the circumstances because like I live on I live on the land. I live on the I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I'm not and, in politics or anything. And like, the best part is they reveal it later why he never goes down in a fight. And it's just because he always bets on himself. Yeah. So there's always bets on him. So he can never like really drop. And you're like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no. So, th- yeah, all that happens. I know I'm like. We're almost like 50 minutes in and we, we're we, not we, even halfway through. We can I mean, go through we, so much. I mean, we, I mean, we can go longer. We've done longer episodes. Oh, I know. But like, I'm just saying like, that's how detailed the movie is. It's just that it's so you're missing some quick. new like, you need to see the nuances of the movie. Exactly. Like the the characters are you like, I think you like most people and then the oh, villain yeah. and the villains you do hate. Yeah. So it's like, it's so good. All of his movies are like this and they're so good. Oh, yeah. Like you said, here are the good guys you're supposed to like. Here are the bad guys you're supposed to like. Here's some chaos involved. Even uh, Sherlock Holmes, because he did the Sherlock Holmes movies. Those are just like these. They're great. Did he? Yeah, he did Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2. They were okay. Game of Shadows was fantastic, man. Did you like the second one? I really did. First one. That was how I wanted Moriarty. Like, I really wanted him to be like that. I think I enjoyed it. I I thought they were both kind of the same. I do like the first one, I think, a little bit more. Because at the end, it had me wanting more. Yeah. And the second one, I was like, okay. Yeah, because the... Because the the first one was super depressed Sherlock, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the one and I like the, the most. The yeah. second one is where he's uh it like ends with them having like a game of chess with Moriarty. I I really did enjoy that movie. Is that how it ended? Yeah. Was that the devil was wait, is the devil cult the first one or the second one? Devil cult's first. Okay, that's the one I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then you find out that there's like another guy behind it and mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, that's going to be mm-hmm. Moriarty." And I thought it lived up to what it was setting up. But um the, yeah, so the slow motion fighting scenes from Sherlock Holmes were pretty much from Snatch. Yeah. Because uh, during, so, uh, okay, I know we're a little scatterbrained, but. It's fine. We're yeah, good. we'll go a little more. Uh, the best part, I, I th- the best character I love in this movie is Cousin Abby. Yeah. Just because he's an American who hates it, and he's just like, he doesn't please like, don't. He does, you're going to go on. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, Sorry. no, go, go on. No, just when he was talking to Tony, and he's just like, please, Tony. He's just like, uh, supposedly this country fucking spawned English. Nobody can speak it or something like that. <laughs> Dude, like, it's so funny. He just had the best lines. I love that he never loves to fly, so it always shows him downing those. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> shooters, those, yeah, the, whatever. The, well, yeah, he does. He takes pills, then he takes a shot to sleep on the plane because he hates flying. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's, and then um, when everything goes to shit, he does the same thing going back. He's like, uh, oops. Yeah. And it, actually, he just like it's just one of those uh moments, and it yeah. just shows the whole transition of him going back to New York, like popping a pill, doing a shot, <laughs> and going back to New York because what what happens happens, and but but uh, Farina's great. Like he's he's always played that character so well. I'm gonna try and find. I knew it's uh, really weird with this one. There really aren't any women in this movie besides Mickey's mom. There's no, there's no like, there's no female like lead in this movie. Yeah, pretty much. It's just all, it's all guys. It's, for the, most it's part. the daughters and then Mickey's mom and that's it. Yeah. I just want to play this clip from Get Shorty of Dennis Farina because it's just like when you see Dennis Farina, like that's just how he always acts in movies. And this was just something from Get Shorty when. He goes, to, he's from New York and he hates LA. And then some like guy in a, in who's like really happy sees him in the limo who's driving him around. He's just like, they say the smog is the great reason for the sunsets here. And then when he goes to meet Gene Hackman's character, he just. They say the fucking smog is the fucking reason you have such beautiful fucking sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's what it was. The guy tells him earlier in the movie, he's just like, he's like the they say that the smog is so beautiful. That's why we have such beautiful sunsets. He just says the same fucking. He says the same line. Which is all pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, different movie, not this one. Different but, movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but it feels like it could be the same. Yeah. Movie. He plays a really good, just like annoyed guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. And once he like, I love that when he realized, like he was just screwed. He just left the country. He didn't even try. Like when he, uh, at the end, when the dog essentially grabs the diamond and swallows it and runs out the window, and he's trying to shoot it, and then he accidentally shoots Tony, and he's like, "Come on, Tony, come on, Tony, we gotta go." And he looks up, and he's like, and then it just cuts to him like going back to America doing the shooters. <laughs> yeah, he shot. Yeah, he shot his muscle. Yeah, exactly. Because it was, wasn't an he didn't like shoot him, he didn't like ricochet or something and like hit him. No, it shot him because he was shooting blindly. It was he funny. was trying to shoot the dog because it and, ran out. And obviously, the irony of this is bullet to Tony got shot in the teeth or something or yeah. whatever. So that's why he's a, he has a two he's a bullet as a tooth. Yeah, because Doug uh, Doug put in bullets for his uh, for his teeth because the he got shot out in the first scene. Yeah, when they introduce him at the when he's listening to Lucky Star. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what did he get the uh, what's the what's the big thing called that big sword? <laughs> what is that called? What like like the curved sword? Yeah, like a scimitar. Yeah, exactly. When he like bring I don't know where he got that when he got shot six times. Yeah, dude, I that's don't his know. introduction. He just gets shoot, shot six times by this Asian guy. He's like, "You're going down, Tony," and then just <laughs> he pulls out. He just like pulls out a yeah that huge cemetery. He's like, "You're fucked now." <laughs> he just walks towards it and then just cuts from there. It's dude. It's such a good movie. And yeah, the dog eats everything. It is squeaky toys. So the whole movie, the dog has a squeaky toy <laughs> as a bark. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and then uh, yeah, Mickey. I mean, Mickey or uh, Turkish and Tommy are told they have one chance to get this another fight right or they're going to they're that bricktop's going to kill them yeah and then everyone thinks they're fucking around mickey takes it as a joke and then bricktop kills mickey's mom in a fire yep and uh, to show he's serious and mickey gets was, hammered it was such a sad movie yeah that was or not a sad movie that's the saddest part of the movie oh yeah because that and, woman didn't do anything. She was goofy and silly and yeah and they, she just loved her son they She's burned, like i don't they, want him in trouble they burned her alive yeah I was like, damn. And then at the funeral, he just gets sloshed mm-hmm. like terribly. Yeah. Then they pull him to the fight. He doesn't know where he's at. Then he's ready to go. And then what happens when the bell rings? He knocks the fucker down. But yeah. the guy's able to get back up. And they're <laughs> like, oh, that made me. I was like cringing. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and because uh, I had a feeling it was going to happen again. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Now, what I, are they going to do? I absolutely love how that whole scene shot of mm-hmm. just the. Uh, and then they actually have a good fight. Oh, yeah, exactly. Even though, you know, Mickey can win in one punch. Yep. And he proves it with the very first punch of that fight. Like, I would have won this. Like, it would. I win. But you can tell that he was trying to set it up for something that happens right after. They take the dive and sure, Brick Tom gets his payout and everyone's good. The bookies are clear. Everyone gets their money. No, uh, Mickey got knocked down the guy in the fourth. He was Mickey was supposed to go down the fourth, but he. Oh, did did Mickey win? Yeah. Oh. Whoops. That's why they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, that's, and that's right. when Bricktop follows him out. And he's just like, give me the fucking shooter. Like right after he talks to the guy on the phone. Oh, then, that's right. Yeah. They, they send he sends his men to the Romani camp again yeah. to execute everyone now. Yep. And then and you uh, hear gunshots go off in the background. And then. Yeah. And what's great is like they show it from like Mickey and Turkish and Tommy's perspective. And then just the narration of like when you see, you know, some people see a life before they flash their eyes. But. Sometimes you just make a stupid fucking face. <laughs> They're just like. Mm. <laughs> and, By then, the way, 
But I just want to add really quick, uh, Jason Statham's second acting role ever. Yeah. He looks, dude, he looks like not, he, not that he's aged. Yeah. He really, ha- I mean, he really hasn't. Yeah, I, I mean, he's aged kind of like, all right. If he was 30 ish then or 32, 30, whatever. And he's about f- early fifties or mid fifties now. It's he's like, like 57. Is he really? Well, yeah. he looks nothing. I mean, sure. I mean, I guess I would, ta- I, I would take him for like early fifties. So, yeah. I mean, but he really has. I mean, he's gotten more jacked. That's yeah, for I sure. Know. But uh, looking I, good. I'm a I'm a big Jason Statham fan. Like I legitimately love Transporter Two. That is one of my favorite action movies, just because of how stupid it is. Like the first fifteen minutes. Like I'm sorry to go off on another tangent, but yeah, <laughs> he the first fifteen minutes of Transporter Two. He has a um he has a bomb under his car. The way he gets it off is that he runs or no he drives the car like to a hook because he's in the harbor and drives on the hook and he nails it so perfectly to where the hook just hits the bomb from under the car and blows up away from him <laughs> and, and it does it and he lands perfectly in the car and then he's like oh they got away with the girl i was trying to save <laughs> and then the end of it is just a plane that's going down and they shoot the uh <laughs> shoot the pilot on because they're fighting mm-hmm. him and the bad guy and the plane is just going in circles while it's going down and they're fighting in this like plane that's just constantly sp- spiraling and they're trying to like kill each other over this uh, uh this antidote for this virus. It's <laughs> I love that movie. It's so stupid beyond like all reason, but god, it's so fun. You're also a fan of Hobbs and Shaw too, right? Oh, I love that. I yeah. saw that like three or four times in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that about as much as uh Dark Knight and uh, I like the one. What was the uh, bank heist movie, or not the bank heist? The um, armor oh, truck movie. The bank job. The bank job. That's a good. I do like that one with him in it too. I seriously think uh, Statham should have got an Oscar nom that year. Jesus Christ! I'm Did not even one? joke. Yes, with the bank job because legit he was acting like there wasn't any action until like the last 15. Yeah, minutes. you're right. I mean, it, yeah. it was a straight up drama. Yeah, it was, it was just about the Queen's it, pictures. Yeah, and then like I said, I like Operation Fortune. I thought, I mean, he just, he just it was just once again funny. It's like a in and out not like a heist it is a heist but it was like a espionage movie and it's like yeah. it's it was fun so was this one i mean it, even mo- in spy i don't know if you saw spy i i may have is that which one it that's melissa mccarthy but like he's in there oh, as no, one no, of no, the I agents yeah, that yeah. she falls in love with and it's fucking funny because like his whole thing is just she's talking about like oh i got shot at this many times you're like it's like, have you ever tried getting stabbed, shot? And he's like going through this whole list of things that happened to him. And he's like, and then you, he's about like things that he survived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's great. Yeah, he's 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 really fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan. And then of, of course guy. he's in the Expendables, and yeah. But I mean, the movie ends good. Uh, good guys win, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, at least uh, Brad Pitt wins, and. Uh, Bad guys die. And we didn't even bring up uh, Boris the Blade. Like, he, they call him Boris the Blade and Boris the Bullet Dodger. And again, great fucking line of just like, why don't they call him Boris the Bullet Dodger, uh, Tony? Because he dodges bullets. Like, Is it, oh, I guess, I guess that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. Like, this movie has so many good one liners. It, it, it's fun. Yeah. Like, can't highly recommend it enough. I mean, it's it's up there for me. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I really enjoy this one. I I rank it highly up there. You, I mean, you can tell that like some things have not aged well in terms of. I mean, you could say language in that, but for sure, uh, when it comes to the actual movie itself, like it feels early two thousands. It does, but, but it, does, that, it works for it. I mean, we have period pieces all the time. Yeah, 
So, I mean, sure, it was made at that time and it was modern, but you can keep it as a period piece. Like, oh, it is an early 2000s uh, heist or whatever crime movie. And it's yeah. still it, it, like, eh, I can believe it. Yeah, exactly. There's no cell phones. So you have to call people from the landline, which sure makes sense. And the rich guy in New York had his cell phone that not like a Nokia, but like a, a cell phone type of thing. And they had car phones in that movie, I think once or twice. And it was oh, like, yeah. Because yeah. when Tony's like killing the, the guy, when they introduce him like modern day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he picks it up. And he's like, bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, love that movie. It was such a good film. So I can't highly recommend it enough. Go ahead and uh, I say check it out. For sure. If you guys watch it. Well, that's uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, do we have any upcoming movies that people should watch before we do? I wanted to kind of get back into a horror movie. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Let's uh, let me check it out. It'll be the next once again, next movie, not the next podcast or next couple podcasts necessarily. Oh, really but... quick. I don't know if you caught this, but when they uh, when Frankie is talking to Abby in the movie. Mm hmm. And they cut back and forth to him. Did you notice that he's in different suits every time they I, cut back? I did not. Oh, yeah. Like, he's literally just donning different suits every shot they cut back to when he's talking with Avi about the diamond after the heist is successful. I'll have to show you after. Yeah, you. I mean, no, I mean. I, I, I never I, caught that till recently. What? Like, that's kind of like a, some uh, Blazing Saddles type of comedy right oh, there. Exactly. <laughs> it's so like, subtle. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, wait, wasn't he just wearing a tan suit? Wait, why is he in blue? So, uh, for horror, we, uh, ooh. Okay, what do you feel? How do you feel about this? Okay. This one's like horror, but horror musical comedy. Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay, yeah, we could do, okay, or? And the other one is what I was showing you, Roar. Oh. Which is like, it's not a horror movie, but when you watch it, it is. Because <laughs> it's just like Swiss Family Robinson, but deadly. Um, Let's do, let's do Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. We can do that one for the next movie we're going to watch. We'll do that one. Once again, it might not be the next couple episodes, but... uh. That'll yeah, be the next I mean, movie. We, we still have like King. I put King of Comedy, The Gentleman. We still are going to definitely rewatch because yeah. I really want to rewatch that and retalk. Yeah, because we'll have a couple more for the month of May, and then uh, we'll, we're going to uh, June Belushi month. Yeah, it's coming up quick. I know it's only end of March right now, but we're gonna have my buddy Chris on because uh, he wanted to talk uh, one movie, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to find the. But he wanted to talk something that we were going to do two Jim Belushi movies, two episodes of According, According to Jim. Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we should just go in order. Pilot. Then That's epi- what I'm. Yeah. Season one, episode one, then season That's one ep- or episode two. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And then when we run out of movies, it just becomes the month of According to Jim. I mean, and then, <laughs> I mean, we could do a Thanksgiving special where we release on Thanksgiving. We do a Thanksgiving episode <laughs> of According to Jim. <laughs> Because they have like eight no, of those episodes. I, but we have to go in order. See, so we'd have, I really want to go in order of the series. Dude, we're going to be doing this for 97 years if that's the case. <laughs> like, there's no chance. <laughs> we're going to have to throw it in now oh, and then. Valid, valid. But this is for off the show talk, I guess. But yeah. there's a little inside baseball for so, you yeah, folks. We're, uh, we're going to most likely be watching Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, Anna and the Apocalypse. Which so guys, is, go ahead and watch that one. And, and then uh, and we'll see about Roar. We'll see about Roar. And then The Gentleman, which is another Guy Ritchie film. One, Like I said, probably my third favorite movie of all time or second favorite movie wow, of all time. Wow, that's, that's big. Uh, that's big. I only like three movies. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying uh, to think what my, uh, my top... Three are for sure. His, his, his top, yeah, his top three are for sure. Dark Knight Rises three times. No, Dark Knight. Then oh, oh, is it Dark Knight? It's Dark Knight. It's oh. not Dark Knight Rises. Oh, not the third one. That's right. So Dark Second. the Dark Knight. One with the Joker. Three times. And then the fourth so, favorite movie is The Godfather two. 
No, Godfather Part Two is the first movie. It's like my top movie ever. Mm-hmm. Number two has to be uh, Dark Knight. Number three, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Crap. What would be number three? Man, that's a tough oh, one. the winner of this year's Oscars. Oh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Top, Marcel was top, a big was a big twenty twenty two stand of five. It. Top five, not top three. Okay, so number top five. Three are, okay, so top no, three are movies that have like influenced me. So number five is everything, everywhere, all at once. You said top five, so yeah, it, it has to be, be number five, five. Or the lowest. Yeah, it would it'd definitely be five or so, between three and five. So you have three and four that need to. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of like what movies that I would consider that. And uh, uh, let me. I, Die Hard is definitely up there. Ugly Dolls. Uh, <laughs> Pitbull's voice alone. Just we'll get. Alone. We're gonna. We're definitely gonna. We do watch need that to watch one. Ugly. Dolls. That'll, that'll be a we summertime do, movie. We You want to do summertime for it? We'll, we'll do summertime. I think. Okay. I mean, we can squeeze in like. I do want to see it because I remember not hating it. It was like this was all right. <laughs> like it was. We were shitting on that movie the whole time during the trailers. Oh for yeah. that movie. And, and then and we saw it. And was and like, we're like, it's not terrible. I liked this. I liked the premise behind it. Like yeah. it was. It was fun. And they hyped it up for a second one. We're like, we're not getting a second Ugly Dolls, but. I, I want to say I'm thinking maybe The Departed or some Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. Because like you talk about The Departed a lot. We yeah. talked about the beginning of this episode. Yeah, exactly. I'm a big fan of The Departed. And I loved it. And I know people hate the rat at the end, but it's like that's a stupid thing to mull over about an amazing movie. Because there was like one point when I was I just had like no movies and I had like The Departed. I think I did <laughs> that for like two straight months of Jesus. I would put it on every night. Sometimes I'd fall asleep to it. Mm-hmm. I just love that movie. I was that way with the Warriors, which we're going to see we not are. for the podcast, but we're going to see that, and I, I can't wait to see it in theaters. We we should just re- review it for the podcast nah, one of these days. No, nah, well, one of these days, yes, yeah. but we will. But that, but that might be my birthday. Did you my, see the Departed, by the way, or no? I've seen the Departed. Oh, I've okay. seen it twice. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I just love. That I was movie. in middle. I think it was in middle school or early high school. I, I think I'm just a big fan of crime movies, but um, and then like. Between six and ten, it's probably like for sure. Uh, Star Wars is in there. Uh, Black Panther's in there. Um, probably like a few others that are like more sci-fi and out there. Yeah, my my top. Three. Oh, the the Fountain. Crap, the Fountain might be. Uh, you know, Fountain is six to ten because the Fountain is. I love that movie. Because the Fountain is just like one of those movies you watch. And you're like, this is fucking crazy, but for some reason, it. I love it. Like, like, said, what are, I, yeah, what are I, I like a bunch of movies, yeah, but like, top three I can name number one is The Warriors, number two is Tombstone, number three is The Gentleman. Oh, wow, and like, I don't even have to think about it. Those three are like my favorite. Tombstone I, is just so much. I love Wild West. Can I tell you something? I've never seen Tombstone. I know I that might be, it. I was thinking that might be my birthday movie, Ooh. but I don't know because I'm like, Gentleman, I don't think we'll have a problem watching. The Warriors won't have a problem watching, like, Tombstone. I'm like, let's not say no to that, yeah. Because I'm your Huckleberry, and you can finally know where it comes from. Obviously, you've seen the clips, yeah. and you can just just a, a dying Doc Holiday saying it's just it's funny to me because he's like dying when he's saying it. And he, good, we'll get there. But yeah, it's, we will. It's I love it. It's one of my. It. It's, it's so good. Terrific movie. I I just watch so many. So I there's some that I'll like rewatch, like Snatch. Mm-hmm. Snatch has moved up because I haven't seen it in forever and it's like this was another one I used to just have on repeat like yeah. forever like I can tell you right now like if I'm homesick from work or something like yeah. I can I can watch all these Guy Ritchie films oh yeah exactly. just like he's your vibe to, one back to back because like, it's just like good guys bad guys here's what the plot will be it's gonna happen oh something didn't happen that way how are we gonna fix it fix end of movie everyone's happy yeah and I'm like yes that's what I want 
I don't want that. Um, we're almost winners. Like, oh, we were just short of that. No, no, no. Fuck that. I want good guys to win, bad guys to lose every time. That's yeah. that's the movies I like. Makes sense. Makes yep, sense. I'm a simple man. <laughs> Meat and potatoes with my movies. And it's usually like very like multi characters of just like varying. Uh, th- I, I I love Guy Ritchie movies. I really do. Yeah, suspense, comedy, action. I don't know. I mean, you can do horror to comedy and then action and horror movies, too. Yeah. That's why I like. I mean, I like super duper scary, but good guys winning in the end. Yep. So. So next week we review Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. Wait, did he do Aladdin? Too? He did Aladdin. He directed fucker. Aladdin. Really? Um, <sighs> Aladdin remake. <laughs> Damn, I was so hyped for that. <laughs> I was See, it's the, it's the one movie that didn't take place in England. So that's why yeah. it didn't do too good. I, right? There was right? man, man. maybe I'm right. There's uh somebody had a good idea for Genie if they ever do it again. It was Will Smith, so I get that they had to do Will Smith. <laughs> I didn't mind Aladdin, but anyways, um somebody said uh Gabriel Iglesias, which would have is not bad. That's not a bad pick. <laughs> it's not, but I don't know how his acting in big movies are. But that, I think that's why he's perfect because in his stand-up he does exactly what Robin Williams Genie did. Of, mm-hmm. You, you don't necessarily have to be the greatest actor. He just has to be a presence of that's quirky and constantly going off on tangents. What about Joe Coy? Uh, I don't know if he can act necessarily. Wasn't he in that movie, the Thanksgiving movie? Oh, that he uh, that he wrote mm-hmm. <laughs> and also I think directed. <laughs> Shout out to my mom for loving Joe Coy. <laughs> she did. She I didn't see it, but she didn't like that movie. <laughs> didn't remember. She's, I, I don't think she saw it. She said she didn't like it. Oh, she she said she did. Well, she I think did. she was expecting stand up, but it was supposed to be heartwarming, heartfelt movie, and it was bad. Yeah, every and then there was one funny joke from the trailer that I saw where and everybody that, had that. the same pin number, and they're like, "Why do you all have the same pin numbers?" Like it's Manny Pacquiao's birthday. That's about it. And that was the comedy from the movie. That's exact. Yeah, apparently the movie is like all the jokes are in the trailer. They're all Filipino comedy, and uh, then it's serious. We're waggy. We're Filipino. We love each other. That's the whole. I have uh, the one girl I really had a crush on. She's Filipino, so I kind of wanted to ask her, like, what she thought of. Uh, What's her name? I'm not telling it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, if I if I ever talk to her again, I'm going to ask her if she ever saw it and then like, how close is it to to her heritage? Like, is it a Manny Pacquiao's birthday? A big deal. <laughs> we'll see. Isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's a celebrated. This is a time for another podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's like a celebrated national holiday in the Philippines now. Manny Pacquiao's I, I birthday. Think, I think I heard something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, don't quote me on that. I, I know he's a politician and stuff like that. Maybe so. that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe he had like Manny Pacquiao Day where it's just like. Yeah. Not like any other holiday. Yeah. Not like a day off of school or whatever. But I maybe I heard something like that. I don't know. Oh, I got you. But so. all right. I mean, I guess we need to wrap this up, don't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. We are. Uh, we're one. Uh, one ten. So. Enjoy the extra bonus content this week, folks. God. Yep. Oh, I'm having trouble getting up. Oh, and, and uh, our studio is falling apart, just like how the episode began. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Shovelbox Podcast. I'm uh, at AlexVillejos92. I'm at Crow303. And have yourself a wonderful week, folks. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time later.